What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as, hopefully, clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. What's up, Charleston? Uh, this is the Healthy Charleston Podcast. I'm your host today, Dane Gifford. Uh, Eve and Wes are not in the building today. They're out doing uh, bigger and better things, so I'm taking over today. And I'm here with Doug Glover of Stretch Zone here in Charleston. Doug is a Charleston native, uh, coming out of West Ashley, and I'm going to let him tell us just a little bit about himself. Cool. Well, first off, thanks for having me. I really appreciate you guys having me on the podcast. Anytime that we can try to get out there and get our message out to the people, it's it's always a, it's always a good thing, you know. So uh, so yeah, basically, um, a couple of years ago, um, we started a company called Stretch Zone, and for those who don't know, we provide a service that's called practitioner assisted stretching, and that's really kind of a fancy way to say it. it's like personal training but it's for stretching. (laughs) So everything we do is one-on-one. It's all customized to clients' needs. Um, I've got everybody from athletes that come out. I've got a lot of kids from Oceanside Academy who are coming out and getting worked on. Um, So I've got youth athletes. I've got weekend warriors that come out. I've got uh, people who sit work a nine-to-five job who sit at a desk all day. Um, We hear all the time about people having lower back problems and hip issues and so much of that is because nowadays we, we've become a society of instead of sitting at, a, at an assembly line, we sit in front of a computer all day, you know. Um, but then I also have people who are coming in who have uh, total joint replacements, um, hip replacement, knee replacements, spinal fusions, laminectomies. Uh, and we also work with people who have neurological disorders. Um, we have quite a few clients who come in who have MS, Parkinson's, fibromyalgia. So we really cast a pretty broad net and um, it's a, it's a pretty exciting thing to be a part of. So we've, we've yeah, grown pretty definitely. quickly and uh, yeah, so that's the long and the short of what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And I know uh, amputees are on the list as well. So yeah, that's man. great. That's great. Um, yeah. So uh, it's great about the business. Happy to have you here too as well, Doug. I'm wondering, um, you know, just to give our listeners a little bit of backstory, how'd you go from West Ashley native born and raised to owning a company here in Charleston. I know there's been a little bit of a path there and just, you know, quick background on, on how you got to where you are. Yeah. So, um, it, it was a lot of luck, all luck. No, um, so, <laughs> it usually is. so, uh, so, you know, I grew up here in, in West Ashley, went to West Ashley high school. Um, after high school and after college, I got into the health club business. Um, I worked at a, a health club chain here in Charleston called Pivotal Fitness yeah. for, for a long time. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, uh, ran the one in West Ashley, ran the personal training department at the one in West Ashley for a long time. Um, then I had the opportunity to move down to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where we opened up two health clubs down there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, talk about a totally different place to live, man. Yeah. Definitely. Beautiful place, but it was, uh, <laughs> never, never, uh, never boring to be there. Right, but, right. um, but we opened up the two gyms down there. Um, and it was, it was fantastic. You know, we were staying super busy and everything. Um, at the time, uh, I was still competing in powerlifting. Um, and unfortunately I was at a meet a couple years ago and I was, uh, we were doing a deadlift. It was our last, um, uh, lift of the meet. And, um, I was basically working up through, through my deadlift and I've always had really tight hips. I've, I've never been one to sit there and stretch. I think we're all, we can all probably attest to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but because of that, um, I had a really bad range of motion in my hips and long story short, I ended up basically, um, my hips got too high in the lift and I ended up blowing out L3, L4, L5, S1 oh, wow. in my back. Um, went to go see a spine specialist down at the Cleveland clinic in Fort Lauderdale and, um, took an MRI and basically confirmed that I'd blown all this disc out. I was having really bad issues with sciatica right. down my right side. It basically went from real deep in my glute, um, all the way down my right leg and my toes, um, turned into drop foot. So yeah. pretty much lost use of my leg from the, pretty much the knee down. Uh, and it, it scared the heck out of me, man. And, you know, talking to the doctor and stuff and one of his first uh, recommendations was surgery. And Mm, that's always scary. Yeah. I mean, I was 25 years old and I couldn't fathom going under the knife and and getting cut on. Yeah. Um, So I ended up going and trying to seek out all different types of more holistic approaches to try to fix my issues. Um, And I did everything from massage, chiropractic, rolfing, um, had dry needling done. Um, And I finally came across this concept uh, that this guy had developed in South Florida called stretch zone. And 
he approached stretching instead of through the muscular system, he goes through the central nervous system. And um, I contacted him and basically explained my issues to him. And I was like, listen, man, can you help me? And he came and set up this funky looking table <laughs> in the middle of my gym one day on my lunch break. And he started working on me. And if I had to rate it, I would say my pain level on average when I'd hurt my back was on a scale of one to 10 is a consistent seven or eight. That's and it was, it was pretty, it was pretty brutal. Uh, I don't wish it on my worst enemy. Yeah. But um, after that first session, he took that pain from about probably about a seven that day to about a three. And I was, I was blown away. I was absolutely blown away. And um, so I ended up buying some sessions with him. I started getting worked on pretty consistently and it, it completely changed my life. And, um, you know, as we got to know each other, um, some of the guys that I was working with in the health club business, uh, we basically, I basically sat down with, uh, with, with Jordan and I said, um, you know, listen, you have an amazing concept, mm -hmm. you know, how are you getting this out to people? And, um, you know, he needed some help when it came to actually learning how to market brand, sell, right. sell what his service business. was. Yeah. And, uh, so I basically came in and, um, and helped aid in that process basically came up with, you know, how do we sell the service to people? How do we make people understand in layman's terms, why it is so important to stretch, you know, uh, Jordan Gold is one of the smartest individuals I've ever met in my life. And sometimes when you talk to him about stretching what we do, it's almost like talking to a textbook. Right. Yeah. I mean, it goes way over my head too, you know. So I basically took the concept and just figured out, uh, you know, to help the average person understand why it's important. And um, we opened up our first studio in Fort Lauderdale about four years ago. Um, and we started growing from there. We just opened up location number 50. Um, we're in 14 awesome. different states now. So it's been a pretty amazing thing to be a part of, you know. So Yeah. No, it's, it's so true about uh, getting the message out there, right? doesn't matter how smart we are, how good are we at our jobs. It's about can you relay that into a message that the public understands and, and, and can, you know, resonate with. So Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. You know, that's a huge hurdle. Uh, no, that's great. And um, so when about was that? You, you went to Fort Lauderdale, you met him. And then from that point to the time of coming back to Charleston to open own business, how long did that take? So I just moved back to Charleston and August 1st would have made seven years that I would have been in South Florida. Okay. So I moved down there, say, about 2011. Mm -hmm. And then about 2014 is when I hurt my back and about midway through 2014, I ended up meeting Jordan. Um, so it's really been over the past, you know, three and a half, four years, um, that we've started growing. Um, and I tell you, I couldn't be happier to be back in Charleston, <laughs> yeah, man. I bet, I bet. Being, being a Charleston boy, man, I miss it. I miss, yeah. I, I miss the smell of the paper mill, I miss the smell <laughs> of the bluff mud, but it's a, it's an amazing place to be. And we're really excited to be here in Charleston, helping people out. Definitely. I think, I don't know if I was talking to you about it earlier or whatever, but we talked about uh, Miami and Fort Lauderdale being a place that's, you know, if you're 21 to 25, it's great. Or if you're 65 and over, it's a exactly. great place to be. But in between, you know, as a mid-level professional, it's tough to, to kind of fit in, I suppose. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the things that, you know, going back to our previous business, you know, being, being in the health club business, you, you get down into a place like Miami, like Fort Lauderdale. Mm -hmm. They're very health conscious places, right. very health conscious. And, you know, from a health club standpoint, there's a lot of competition down there. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a gym or a health club or a CrossFit box on, on every studio. True. And, you know, one thing that, that really struck me about this business is that, you know, when you're in the health club business, what do they say? There's only like 30% of, 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 of the population actually works out. Mm -hmm. And I think only 30% of that 30% actually goes three times a week. So when you really look at it, you're, you're really only able to help a small segment of people. Then you start looking at something like what we provide at Stretch Zone. Yes, we have a lot of the active people that come and get worked out or get worked on, but our biggest demographic are really people of the baby boomer era who are typically a little deconditioned mm -hmm. because they haven't worked on their core strength, because they haven't gotten up and walked, because they've sat at a desk all day, they've got hip problems, they've got back problems, they've got neck problems. And so one of the things that really struck me about this business is that you're able to help a much larger segment of people, you know? Right. And one thing that's really amazing about, about this is that, you know, I get a lot of people who haven't been very active for, you know, it's, it's been a long time since they've been active or they just never, it, they never got bit by the workout bug, but they come in and they've got some, some issues they're dealing with. I mean, lower back problems are probably the most common issues we deal with. And they come in, they get worked on and they just start feeling so much better. And then to see them kind of turn that corner and really start making the decision to change their life where they come in, they get stretched out, they feel great. Then they start getting into working out. Then they yeah. start cleaning up their diet, you know, and it's, and it's amazing. You know, I mean, um, you know, 
we have, I think we've had two clients so far that, you know, they, they've, you know, the mid thirties, they're having some back problems and stuff and, and they came, they've been coming and getting worked on. And, and now they're wanting to get into things like CrossFit, you know, where they want to expand and get better at their, their functional movement. So it's, it's a pretty amazing thing to see. I mean, we our, our age range, you know, we, we work on clients from 13 up to our oldest clients, 97. Yeah, that's amazing. So there's a really wide range of people we work with. And I mean, you know, obviously you got into the wellness business because you care about people. You want to see them get better. Like I was the exact same way. And to know that we can go to work every day and help a much larger segment of people, that's a pretty motivating thing to be a part of. So yeah, definitely. I think, uh, like you said, nobody wants to work out while they're in pain, right? If you can eliminate kind of that aspect first, all of a sudden now people want to engage in whatever activities they enjoy or, or, or search for new activities that they might enjoy. Absolutely. And then it, the ball just continues to snowball from there. And I think, like you said, it's about casting that wide net, you know, like we did get into this profession and in your profession respectively made to move stretch zone to help people and the bigger net you can cast to help as many people as possible, that's important. And so it's great to not only have that fitness aspect, but then the stretching and that, you know, what your component is and the same with us, you know, it's really just about helping people feel better, help them move better, and then uh, prolong that movement over a period of time. Absolutely. So that's a good segue. Um, What's, what do you think being healthy means? You know, everybody talks about, I want to be healthy. And what does that mean to you? So, it's funny you ask me that. Like, if, if you would ask me this question probably five years ago, I'd probably give me a very different answer. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll admit it, man. I was a, I was a meathead growing up, absolute meathead. Um, and my definition of being healthy used to be, you know, being in shape, having big arms, you know, being able to squat six hundred pounds. <laughs> you know, I mean, typical meathead stuff. Right. Now, since my injury, um, you know, it's really changed my perspective on a lot of things. And I think now my de- definition of being healthy is. Being able to 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 perform functional movements um, with ease, um, you know, I mean, you see it. I mean, as people get older, their balance starts to go, their their range of motion starts to become very limited, and that really that that uh, that basically prevents you from living the fullest life possible. You know, I mean, it, it's unfortunate. You see a lot of people who, you know, they have all the intentions of wanting to get out and, and, and make themselves feel better, but because they're in so much pain, they can't do those things. You know, now. You know, if if had they started, you know, working out previously or had they start stretching, you know, before and really working on that range of motion, they probably wouldn't be in the situation that they're in. So I really think my, my definition of, of healthy is being able to live a good, you know, positive, functional life where, you know, you're, you're not where you're not struggling, where you're not having to worry about, you know, sitting down after 20 minutes of walking because your back is killing you so much. And I only say that because I, I was there, right? you know, I mean, when after, after experience, brother, after my injury, like it really changed a lot of things. You know, I wish I would have listened to my coaches back in the day. Like when I was in <laughs> high school, I was, I, I squatted 500 pounds in high school and my coaches would come Amazing. up and they're like, Hey, listen, this is great, but you know, you might want to back it down a little bit, you know, your joints. And I was like, no, I'm going to be fine. You know, I mean, some 16, 17 year old kid thinking he's, you know, untouchable. Yeah, and, bulletproof, right? Yeah. You know, and, and unfortunately after going through something like that, it really changed my perspective on, you know, like, what do we really like? Why am I really coming to the gym? Right. Why am I, why am I really, you know, uh, why am I really, you know, getting here a couple of days a week and, 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 you know, do I really need to work up to, you know, benching 400 pounds? You know, it's great for some people, but for me personally, it, it really changed my perspective on what it means to be healthy, you know? So Definitely. no, I couldn't agree more um, for sure. You know, I, something you said earlier really struck me, um, you know, and it kind of leads into this whole sick care versus healthcare debate. Um, you talked about when you got injured, pulling that deadlift, and you go to the doctor and immediately, so frustrating, they're like, oh, we're going to have to have surgery. You know, it's the only option. And, uh, you know, we hear that story almost every patient that comes in. And I'm sure, you know, with your clients, you get that a ton as well. You know, the time. doctor said our only option is this. And and it's just so unfortunate. So, you know, kind of that that idea, uh, you know, what is the sick care versus the health care versus the, the surgery first versus the a more conservative approach. What are your thoughts on, on that? So my thought, I was just having this conversation a second ago and my thoughts are the, the way that we look at it and the way that I look at it is that how, if I have an injury, right. And, it, and if it's a, if it's a pretty serious one and it does, and an option on the table is going under the knife, I encourage everybody, you know, whether it's, whether it's coming to made to move, coming to stretch zone, 
try every single thing that you can before going under the knife because there's no guarantee of where you're going to come out on the opposite end. Now, I did a lot of research when, when I first hurt my back and I was really, you know, really fearful that I was going to have to, to, to take that step because being a 25 year old kid, you know, I, and not being able to, to, to move my right leg, like I didn't know what was going yeah, on. Scary. It was petrifying, man. And, um, you know, in, in, in starting this business and is growing and then talking to a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds and just try every single thing that you can before going under the knife. You know, I mean, surgery is always an option, right? But why not try every other thing that you can possible before going that route? I'll give you a perfect example. So my mother um, is superwoman to me. She's, she's the most amazing person in the world to me. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Sure, sure. Shout out to mom. Big mama's boy, <laughs> Dee Dee Glover. So, but a couple of years ago, she got really sick. She got diagnosed with a disease called Kogan's disease. And it's a very rare autoimmune disease. And she was having a lot of, basically she was going deaf and blind almost at the same time. And it came out of nowhere, you know, doctors didn't really know what to do with her. Um, they put her on, you know, hundred milligrams of prednisone a day mm. for six months. Yeah. I mean, you, you know what that does to the body. Yeah, it, sure. it, it destroys the body. Um, you know, she was going and getting, you know, infusion treatments. Um, she was doing all these different things. And it almost just kind of seemed like they were just throwing prescriptions and seeing what worked, you know. And one thing that I really saw was like we came and, and, and we really started changing my mom's diet, you know. I mean, what we put into our body, it's either going to help us or it's going to hinder us. Yeah. And, I mean, she got really strict on her diet, like, salmon and spinach, you know, no butter, you know, no, no refined sugars, none of this stuff. And it's a combination of things. I think it's a combination of her going through and changing her diet. Um, her symptoms really started getting a lot better. But one of the things I really noticed is that she was losing her range of motion very quickly. I mean, the prednisone just destroys your body, you know, and especially when you're in high doses for that long too. Yeah. I mean, you know, she gained, she gained almost 60 pounds because of it, you know? And so, so, one thing I really started to see is that she really started losing a lot of her flexibility, a lot of her range of motion. And my mother never called out sick once through this whole process. She delivers mail for a living. Okay. And she has like a two mile part of her route where she has to walk. And she was going to work every single day, not complaining about it whatsoever. But I would talk to her on the phone and she was talking about how much pain she was in. And this is around the time that I was considering leaving my job and coming on board with stretch on it. I'd already seen firsthand what it had done for me, but I called my mom one day and I'm like, listen, like I know you're in a lot of pain. I, I want to fly home let me stretch you. And she's like, you want to do what? I mean, <laughs> I'm like, let, let me, let me come and stretch you and see how your body responds. And, um, I remember my, my cousins were in town. They'd run at a beach house on folly and I went and I met her and I had this, you know, standard size massage table. And I had what we call a kit. It's our, it's our patented strapping system that we use to keep clients stabilized the table and allow us to hit different muscles. So I basically came home and I stretched her for a week and seeing how her body changed in those seven days, was unbelievable. She was so tight when I got there and she was so stiff and in so much pain, she could barely bend down and touch her knees. That's how tight she was. And by the end of the week, she was about three quarters of the way down her shin. And I mean, she was sleeping better. She had less pain. She had less stiffness. You know, I tell people all the time, whether you come to us at stretch zone or whether you just start stretching on your own, if you make stretching and you as a physical therapist understand the, the value of it, if you start making stretching and flexibility a bigger part of your daily routine, it will absolutely change your life. You know, consistency is key. Consistency is absolutely the key. I tell people, I always equate, I always equate stretching and working out. If you've got a goal to lose 10 pounds and you go join a gym and you go to the gym once a month, congratulations. You're always going to be 10 pounds (laughs) overweight, you know, but if you're consistent and you do the things you need to do, it's going to change your life. And, um, you know, after seeing how it helped her, uh, she called me one day out of the, out of the blue. And she's like, Hey, she's like, uh, I want to open up a stretch zone in Charleston. I'm like, what? <laughs> my mother's never owned a business a day in her life, you know? And, um, I was like, are you serious? You want to do this? She's like, yeah. She's like, what, what you did by stretching me was unbelievable. I've never felt as good since I've gotten sick. And she's like, I have to, I have to find a way to get this here. And that's what motivated us to go and open up our first studio. Um, uh, our, our one right there in North Mount Pleasant across from park West, uh, we're in the same shopping center next to Palmetto Armory. And that was the, uh, that was the motivation to open up you know, our first studio in Charleston. And, um, and it's been, it's been a pretty amazing experience, but, you know, seeing how changing her diet and how incorporating flexibility into her lifestyle, it just completely changed her life. And, you know, again, like, you know, if you really sit down and you take a look at the things you're putting in your body, if you feel terrible, 
nine times out of 10, if you clean your diet up, you're going to see some type of improvement, Absolutely, some type, you know? And so one of the things that does bother me about the state of healthcare and kind of where things are going now is that, and I know there's some, there's some wonderful, wonderful doctors out there. My mom's, my mom's had a wonderful team that have worked with her, but a recurring theme I see is that we're so quick to write that prescription. We're so quick to, you know, write the recommendation for surgery, right? Instead of, you know, going through and trying some other things that are less invasive, you know, again, the prescription, the surgery, it's always going to be an option on the table, but I do, I plead to people all the time is that, you know, before you go down that route, just try, try other things, you know, because again, that, that surgery is always going to be an option. So I think that was a long winded answer to your question. That was absolutely (laughs) fantastic. No, I loved hearing that story about mom as well. And I think that you, you, you tied it up in a nice bow at the end there. And, and really, uh, I think people need to be patient, right? You, you, and that's hard for people, by the right? way. Injuries and disease don't necessarily happen overnight, right? Um, and they're definitely not going to get better overnight. Uh, it really takes time. And, and especially when you're dealing with musculoskeletal, like a lot of the things that we do, it takes time to heal. And uh, even whether you go to surgery or not, it's still going to take you six, nine, 12 weeks to get better. And, and, you know, it's just, you've got to commit. Everybody wants that immediate instant gratification. Absolutely. Take a pill, push a button, whatever the case is. And it's tough. Absolutely. Um, how much time do you spend with people um, on the table? Sure. So that's, that's a good question. So basically what we do is, is when clients come in, we sit back and we create uh, little 12 week programs where clients are going to come in and see us anywhere from once a week up to seven days a week, you know? Yeah. Um, you said it earlier, consistency is absolutely key and it's a hundred percent true. And that's why we really preach those things to people. But our average session is about 30 minutes. People are in and out within about 30 minutes. We do have a 60 minute protocol as well. Um, what I typically recommend for most people though, is shorter durations, higher frequencies. So instead of coming in once a week for an hour, come in twice a week, but for a half hour. And, um, when you go through and you have the service done, you're going to feel the effects of a stretch zone stretch for three to five days afterwards. And so what I typically recommend to most folks coming in is coming on a frequency of like a Monday, Thursday, Tuesday, Friday, something like that. Because, you know, if you get stretched on Monday, you're going to feel it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, well, Thursday's day four. So you're coming back in for that second service. So, you know, we have folks that come in 30 minutes. we got folks that come in 60 minutes. But the, but the majority of folks we work with, I really do recommend shorter durations, higher frequencies. Now, my folks that, you know, we are recommending for hours are typically people who are, you know, post-surgery, after physical therapy, they're still needing some much more intensive work or a lot of my athletes that are coming out of the season and going into their off season, you know, their training's changing. They've just demanded a lot of their body from the last couple of months, you know? Um, so, so that's, that's on average about what we, what we do with yeah. folks and everybody's different, obviously. No, absolutely. I, I, I wanted to highlight a, how much time you do spend with people. Cause mm-hmm. I think that's important. Uh, where we were talking about the healthcare model. And, and you mentioned having good doctors out there. And I think the majority of the doctors are great doctors. Sure, absolutely. They're a product of the system. And, uh, you know, I think that some doctors are seeing people every, I don't even know, maybe something like nine people every two hours. So yeah. it's, you know, just 15 it's and 10 crazy. minute cycles, like going through the door. And they, it, it's understandable why they're doing the quick fixes and giving them the, the baseline information because they just don't have the time. Whereas yeah. you get 30 minutes to an hour, I get 30 minutes to an hour. And uh, there's a lot that can be accomplished in that time and a lot that you can learn about an individual and their situation, whereas the doctor just unfortunately doesn't have that, uh, that timing. So right. that being said, you know, that's the reason why they should be coming to see you and, and be coming to see us and, and, you well, know, and that's a conservative approach before exactly. you run to the doctor or the, the surgeon. And that's one of the biggest things that I, that I really appreciated when I came in and, and, and worked with uh, Nate the first time mm-hmm. I came in. Um, I've been seeing Nate now for a little over a month. I've been getting the, the dry needling technique done. And um, I was really, I was really impressed by how hands-on you guys are here. Um, you know, obviously I've put my body through a lot and this isn't my first round of PT that I've gone through, but I was really impressed by, by, you know, how hands-on you guys are, how much time you spend with your, with your patients in here. And I've really seen some tremendous results getting the dry needling done. I'm not going to lie. I told Nate that 
If you would have told me ahead of time if I was going to get dry needling done, I would have gotten a flat tire. My dog would have gotten sick. I wouldn't have came in because I'm a big wuss with needles. But it's uh, it's really helped me tremendously. So you guys do an amazing yeah, job. Fun here. fact, uh, Eve doesn't handle the needles very well either. I can say that about him. He's not here. He's not on the podcast today. <laughs> he likes them. He believes that they work and he gets it done. Yeah. But he's not a big fan of laying on the table and having a needle stuck in him. So. Yeah. Um, no, that's great. Yeah, I think at the time, like you said, we spend 30 minutes with some patients, you know, post-surgery where, you know, we, we need maybe a little bit less time because we don't want to wrench on for a full hour and just one joint, you know, uh, we're really more focused and, and, and making small gains in that 30-minute time frame. And again, frequency is probably the key there, higher frequency, less duration. Whereas now you start to, to advance and get into later stages of recovery. Now we're spending a full hour because we're doing not only the, 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 I guess, the stretching and the, and the mobilization, the manual therapy, but now we're starting to load that tissue and trying to get that tissue to take adaptation from load or, you know, the lifting aspect right. and, and make that long-term change. And we got to take a little more time to do that. And that's where I see a lot of the traditional um, physical therapy models also falling apart is they just don't have the time to commit to that progressive overload and the, the duration of, hey, I'm going to spend an hour with this person and make sure they get exactly what they need for that that timing. So, no, that's great that they run uh, parallel to one another. Yeah. So, you know, I guess uh, who are some big influencers? Uh, actually, hold on to that question. I've, I've been waiting to ask, and I just haven't found a good segue. Um, are you still lifting uh, powerlifting wise today? I mean, obviously, you're still a big boy, and uh, <laughs> I just like you still lifting today. Um, so, is that still a, a part of your life today? Or absolutely not? No, um, I, I don't. I don't powerlift. I still lift. Um, I just joined. Uh, I had to finally come around and pay for my first gym membership. <laughs> uh, that man, that hurt. <laughs> but uh, I just joined a gym here in uh, in Mount Pleasant, and um, I still lift. You know, four or five days a week. Um, but my approach is, has changed a lot. Instead of going in there and doing these, you know, heavy movements and stuff, um, I, I like doing the high intensity interval circuits. Um, you know, uh, Nate has done an amazing job with me. Um, for the for the longest time, I was able I was not able to do a full squat without pain, and um, I stretch as much as I could, and it made it help a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was able to squat, but I wasn't able to squat without pain. And getting the dry needling done is really it's really helped me a ton. So That's I was great. I hit him up the other day. It's it's the um, you know, I was able to get in there and do a bunch of working sets, had had minimal to no pain. Um, and so that was really motivating. But I, I still train. I love to train. I've always been an athlete. Um, I wrestled all through high school. Um, I got my butt kicked wrestling in college, <laughs> but I was there. Um, you know, but I love to lift. I tell you, one thing that I've really noticed for me is that as I get older now, I think lifting helps me more with my mental state than right. anything. I totally agree. And, you know, that's, that's helped me tremendously. But I, I like to get in there. 40, 50 minutes, banging out hard and, and get out. I'm not one of the guys who's going to sit in the gym for two hours. Um, but I like doing the high intensity interval stuff. Um, you know, I was, um, I was talking to, uh, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Robert. Yeah. I was talking to Robert when I came in and, um, you know, one thing that, you know, Nate and, uh, one of my buddies, uh, who introduced me to Nate, uh, Zach Moore, he's a huge proponent of CrossFit oh, yeah. and, and I've been trying, I've been kicking around the idea of doing it. Um, but now I'm, I'm, I'm pretty interested in getting out there and trying it out, you know, not that, you know, I'm going to be, you know, squatting hundreds of pounds anymore, power cleaning, but just the idea. And this is something I really appreciate from you guys is your commitment to functional movement, you know, um, you know, coming from a powerlifting background and stuff. Like I never did a whole lot of functional stuff. Like again, self-proclaimed meathead. Right. <laughs> um, but I really appreciate y'all's commitment to functional movement. And that's something that really intrigues me about CrossFit or that style of training is, you know, as you get older in life, if you do things properly, it's really going to benefit and pay dividends hugely in, in, in the long run, yeah. you know, but yeah, I, I still love to work out. If I don't get my lift in, I'm, I can, my, my fiance, I'll tell you, I get a little cranky. Yeah. So no, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can see uh, where that helps everybody mentally, you know, and I, I think that's uh, the transition from maybe training as an athlete or being an athlete to transitioning towards that healthy lifestyle. Like we you know alluded to at the beginning of the episode where you know, I'm really lifting and working out and maintaining that activity so that I can live the rest of my life pain-free and, and, and for many years to come. And, and, you know, functional movement, I, you know, I try not to use that term too often because, I don't know, the, the internet trolls of the world will, will beat us up on, uh, on, <laughs> on the warriors. definition of 
what is functional, but I think really when we're talking in this setting, it's, it's all about, does it help me be better at life yeah. and, and, and being in the gym, regardless of what you're doing, as long as you're doing it consistently and with intent and, and with progression, I think that it's going to relate to improving ourselves, Absolutely. In life, you know, and, and making sure that we do have that longevity. So, um, that's awesome. It's awesome to hear. Uh, so I guess, uh, yeah, what, um, What's the number one um, health and fitness tool um, that you can think of? And, um, and if you don't have that, like what's one thing in your daily routine or your weekly routine that you just cannot live without? I can't live with – I mean honestly, I, I can't live without stretching anymore. Yeah. I can't. You know, um, I've beat my body up quite a bit in these 30 years I've been on earth. Um, and, and now, especially as I get older, I really realize like if I don't stretch consistently – I'm a wreck, man. I'm a wreck. Um, you know, last year, um, with stretching, we opened up uh, about 20 studios last year oh, wow. and I was on the road for about 36 weeks last year. And, you know, I was in a hotel and I was in a hotel bed and, you know, on a plane and in a car and stuff. And, and I really, really know. And that's when it really hit me because I I'd gotten away from, from my routine. I'd gotten out of stretching because I was so quote unquote too busy. Right. <laughs> But that's when I really started seeing that my, my body was fighting back a lot. Mm -hmm. And 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 now I just – I make it a part of my routine every day. I get up. I go to the gym. I take my dog for a little walk or a run. And then I spend 15, 20, sometimes 30 minutes stretching before I go into the studio and start working on people. Um, I get stretched while I'm at the studio. Um, one of the things I really believe in is – you got to practice what you preach. Um, with our staff, um, it's mandatory for our staff to get worked on, you know, at least once a week. We're always working on each other, you know, because again, we've got to practice what we preach. So I get assisted yeah, stretch. I get assisted stretch, you know, a couple of times a week. Um, and then at night, my fiance laughs at me all the time. I, uh, at night, I basically roll around on our living room floor, uh, pretty much in my boxers on a foam roller, <laughs> grunting and groaning, trying to work all those knots out. But I, I foam roll every night. Um, I, I stretch out every night. Um, and that's really one of the biggest things that I can't live without anymore. And it's, it's amazing how, as you get older, your body starts fighting back and, uh, you got to listen to it, you know, but uh, that's, that's really the biggest thing. It's, it, it's, to me, it's a, to me, it's a game changer. Absolute yeah. game changer. For sure. For sure. You know, I was just having another thought here. Um, something that I wanted to circle back to and I kind of misplaced that, that question was you were talking about mom and changing the diet. Mm -hmm. And um, I was wondering if that was all just self-driven between you and her or did you have any outside influence with that? Like, uh, uh, you know, did you bring in a nutritionist or somebody to help you kind of pinpoint like, hey, we need to make a change and how do we go about doing that? So I was really, I was really fortunate growing up. Um, I, I grew up working in a gym from the time I was like in eighth grade all the way through the time I graduated high school. I got into health club business after college and stuff. And I was really fortunate to be around a lot of really intelligent people. Um, one of my, one of my main influences that really taught me a lot at a very young age, I worked for a guy by the name of Trey Bennett who has a Trey's gym over in, um, over in West Ashley. He's had a nutrition shop. Um, you know, I remember sitting at the counter making protein shakes for people and I would just listen to him talk to his clients. And he, I mean, he trained for those who don't know Trey, he's a, he's an IFBB pro uh, bodybuilding judge. He puts on, he just put on, um, the, um, the Excalibur bodybuilding show here in Charleston. He promotes the, uh, NPC junior USA's. I mean, he's a pretty big figure in, in the fitness community here. And, and, and I was really fortunate to be able to sit back and just listen to what he would tell his clients. And, you know, so I, I took a lot of the stuff that I learned from Trey, um, and some, a lot of other people who I worked, um, worked with, um, over the last couple of years and, um, and, and pretty much just put that to the test, you know, um, Obviously, you see one of the biggest causes of inflammation. My, my mother had a lot of inflammation issues. The biggest causes of inflammation are refined sugars, you know. And when you really start looking at, you know, what goes into food, there's sugar in almost everything. Almost everything. I mean, they're putting in everything, yeah. you know. And one of the biggest things that we did is, is we just we just cut sugar out of her diet. Um, you know, we cut gluten out of her diet. Um, you know, she we've cut back on a lot of the dairy that she was eating. But it's basically just, I don't want to say it was ketogenic, but it's pretty much, you know, high protein, good fats, a lot of fiber, no sugar. And it was amazing how much her body changed, yeah. you know? Um, but I really, I'm really grateful to be able to, to have grown up around the people that I grew up around because I mean, I, I was, 
it was really a blessing. It was a wealth of knowledge that I got from these guys. I mean, yeah. just to be able to be a fly on the wall and listen to some of the conversations these, <laughs> these guys have, it's pretty amazing, you know? And I think that that's one of the, my main motivators of why I wanted to get into the fitness industry. Um, and, and obviously it's, it's led me to, to where I am today. Yeah. Um, but I was really fortunate to be able to be around those guys. So I'm just, I, I soaked up a ton of knowledge. Yeah. 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 The, the sphere of influence is, uh, invaluable, right? Absolutely. You know, learn from those around you. That's great. So uh, I'm going to roll into some Spitfire questions. So this is kind of just first thing that comes to mind. Uh, I want you to just, you know, not necessarily blurt out the answer, but <laughs> first, first thing that comes to mind. So um, let's see here. What do you suck at? Ooh. Hmm. What's, man, what do I suck at? I'm pretty amazing at everything. <laughs> no, 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 that's a great answer. No, no, I, I think, and this is something that I have, uh, that I have, have actively worked on really over the last year. I, I suck at containing my emotions a lot of times. Uh, I get this one from my mom. My mom is, is, is amazing, but, uh, you know, we are both very emotional people and mm -hmm. it's something I really had to work on, um, really this last year, year and a half, you know, it's, it, um, you know, so, so that's something I'm constantly trying to get better at, but I, I would say that that's probably one of the big things that I need to get better at. Yeah, definitely. So in that case, then what are you best at? So what's the best in Doug's life? I think that I'm, I think that I'm pretty, I'm pretty, uh, pretty good at being able to take something that's complex and break it down and make it simple for the average person to understand. Um, I had a, uh, I had a little consulting business on the side when I was in Florida where I was going and working with a lot of personal trainers. I was working with a lot of fitness studios. Um, and basically, and you've probably seen it too. You get personal trainers who come in, strength coaches who come in who are absolutely amazing in what they do. They are fantastic coaches, yeah. right? But then you start looking and seeing, well, okay, well, how many clients do you have? How many clients a week are you servicing? And they're not anywhere in the ballpark of where they should be in comparison to what their wealth of knowledge is. And one of the biggest issues that I see with a lot of strength coaches, personal trainers, people in the wellness business is when they talk to their client, like I have this one guy who I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm like shadowing him and I'm watching and he's talking about the breakdown of ATP in the Krebs cycle, this little 65 <laughs> year old woman. And you can see she's got the glazed eyes. Right, like yeah. most people don't care about that right. stuff. Right. Or if we go to explain it to them, we have to make it more uh, simplified for them to comprehend. You know, and, um, and, and that's one of the big things, uh, one of the big things that I was able to, you know, bring on to, to stretch zone and, and grow this business, um, is taking a concept that can be very complicated. If you really want to get into the weeds, I mean, it can be very complicated, Absolutely. but taking that and kind of untangling it and making it to where the 14 year old athlete who wants to hit a better baseball can understand it or taking it to where the 70 year old little lady who just came out of, you know, anterior hip replacement surgery, now she can understand, okay, why is this important? You know, because mm -hmm. you can have the best service, the best product in the world, but if you can't convey it to people on why it's important, what is the value and how is it going to change your life? You know, from a business standpoint, you're not going to be, you're not going to be very successful in business. Definitely. So I feel like taking things that are complicated and being able to make it to where the average person can understand it. Yeah, so. no, that's right. Communication is key. So what's the number one thing the public should do to maintain health and fitness? Number one. I would say number one is get your diet in check, you know, more so than anything, get your diet in check. You know, um, again, it goes back to the sugar issue. I was reading, a, I was reading a pretty, pretty interesting article the other day where way back in the day, there are all these studies that came out that was talking about how bad saturated fat was for you and, and oh, fat's the devil and da 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 da. But you start realizing that a lot of the sugar companies came and paid off people from these health associations to basically say that it was fat. It wasn't sugar. Well, you start looking at things, it's that sugar, man. Right. You know, you even see the trend now where more people are turning into this, you know, ketogenic diet and high fat, high protein, you know, cutting the sugar out. I mean, I, it's something that I've personally tried to, you know, practice myself. I mean, you know, I was, I was telling, I was telling Nate a couple of weeks ago, like when we started growing the business, uh, you know, and, and I was on the road a ton. Like I, I was, I was not good at practicing what I preached, man. I was eating crap food and all that stuff. And, and I felt like crap. And, um, moving here to Charleston, I've got a wedding coming up October 6th and uh, I can't be, uh, I, I can't be a <laughs> tub of lard, you know, going down the aisle, but you know, I really started uh, cleaning up my diet, um, you know, cutting out the refined sugars, all that stuff. And I've lost 
16 pounds since we moved here. Yeah. And you just feel better. Just you know? for cleaning it up. It doesn't you, even you just, take a, yeah. a rocket scientist, you know, just cutting out the sugar. So so I think, you know, when you start looking at, you know, a lot of people these days, they're, they're, they're in pain, they don't feel good. And you start looking at why. Well, I think one of the biggest things people can do is start cleaning your diets up. Start paying attention to what are you putting into your body uh, because it'll make a world of difference, you know, yeah. and that will allow you to do other things that you want to do because you don't feel like crap all the time. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, that's great. I, I don't disagree at all. Um, what is your walkout song? My walkout song? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm not going to lie, man. I am a, uh, I am a huge Metallica fan. There you go. My fiance, <laughs> who's unbelievable. Nikki, I love you. Um, <laughs> last year for my birthday, she got me tickets to see Metallica in, oh, awesome. uh, in, in, uh, hard rock stadium in Miami. And it was like a spiritual experience for me. I would say uh, probably Metallica, Master of Puppets. There you go. Yeah. Gotta go old school with yeah. them too, right? Yeah, no, I love Metallica. Who doesn't? Like, yeah. I think everybody that is at least within our age group, right? Our generation probably was listening to the the, the, the Metallica album forever and yeah. probably still has it in there. If they have a CD case at all, they probably have <laughs> that CD in there somewhere. Still got the tape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. So what's a uh, favorite cartoon? Oh, favorite cartoon. Um, I would have to say, man, gotta gotta go back to the old school, man. Doug. There you go. <laughs> do, 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 oh man. I got I got ridiculed and picked on from the time I was a really little kid. <laughs> all with all the way through elementary school. I mean, people can it's like, yeah, Doug, where's Patty Mayonnaise? And I'd go home and cry to my mom, like, hey, that's where Patty Mayonnaise was, you know? And <laughs> You know, I, uh, I had my fair share of, of, I guess, bullying put on me at a young age. Yeah. But yeah, man, I, I love Doug, man. Quail Man, Quail Man was the, he, he was pretty, he was, he was amazing. Cool. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I love that show. I mean, I, I was a huge fan of, I was a product of Nickelodeon for yeah. sure. Um, so if you weren't doing what you're doing now, Stretch Zone, what's the one thing you'd be doing? I think I would be in some type of um, business consulting um, uh, being in sales and marketing is something that I've, I've been really passionate about. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge believer in, you shouldn't get into sales or marketing if you don't absolutely believe in what it is you're doing, you know, absolutely. because, you know, it, people can see right through that, you know? And, you know, one of the things that I've always been passionate about is I've been passionate about, you know, being in the wellness industry. I've been passionate about helping people. So I think if I wasn't doing stretching, I would be doing something along the lines of, you know, uh, business consulting, um, you know, sales training and coaching. Um, you know, when I was with, uh, when, when I was, when I was working down in Fort Lauderdale and with stretch on corporate, that was my job is was the VP of sales for the company. And basically what I did is I would work with the franchisees to help select who their general manager candidate could be, who should be. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I basically wrote the manual on how to, you know, help customers the best, how to sell the service properly, how to, how to run the studio on a day-to-day -day operations basis, you know, what type of experience should we provide people when they walk through the door? And, um, you know, so, so that was really my job is basically taking and teaching those people. And I was really, really passionate about it. It was something that was very hard for me in the beginning, right? Because I came from the belief that, you know, being able to sell something you were, you know, it's not a skill that could be learned, you know, either you, you had it or you didn't. And I really realized that's not true. It's not true at all. You know, um, it, it, if you're passionate about it, right. I, I tell people all the time, people hate to be sold, but they love to buy. Right. Absolutely. But people only buy from people who they like. So what you have to do is you have to put customer experience above all else. You know, and, you know, we, we really pride ourselves on that stretch zone. You know, you walk in and, you know, people have great experiences with us, you know, um, you know, I've, I've always thought, you know, what if it was my mother walking through the door, you know, coming in to, to pay for a service, how would I want her treated? Well, we really try to, 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 you know, embody that culture in our studios, you know? Um, and, and, and I think that that's why we've, one of the big reasons why we've had a lot of success growing the company. I mean, we've gone to, you know, we have 53, 54, 55 getting ready to open up, um, across the country. And, um, you know, we've done that in about four years. It's yeah. been a lot of growth, but I don't think that you can grow or scale if you're, if you're not putting customer experience right. above all else. You can't force that, right? No. You can't you just, can't. you know, you can't just drive it until it gets to that level. I mean, you have to. Like you said, put client experience, customer experience, and value first, and and all things will, will come behind that. Absolutely. Know? If you put value, customer service first, 
drive that with your passion, that passion and value is going to to carry the big dividends in the long term. Absolutely. For sure. So that's awesome. I think that uh, that uh, I can already see where you're still going to probably have a foot in that consulting and, and business sector in the, in the future, <laughs> right, uh, as this continues to grow for you. So that's, that's cool. Um, what is the last TV show you watched? Last, you know, we just got rid of our cable. Yeah, we cut the cord, baby. Cut the cord, baby. <laughs> uh, and I, um, I was watching a. Uh, so I haven't watched a lot of TV shows, especially since we moved here. But uh, we got the um, what's it, the Roku? Yep. And yep. we got the Netflix and everything. And I'm brother, I've been watching some pretty amazing documentaries. <laughs> yeah, I, love uh, documentaries. I, I just watched a documentary uh, called Icarus. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. It's about all the all the doping they were doing. That's uh, right. All that's the Russian right. doping yep. during the Olympics and stuff. You want to watch a documentary that'll blow your mind? Right. Go watch that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I love watching stuff like that. Just documentaries and learning about stuff. But um, yeah, it's been a while since I've actually sat down and watched a TV show. Yeah. So. Right. That's fair enough. Documentary, Icarus it is. <laughs> What's the uh, last book that you read? Um, the last book I read... <laughs> Can I say this on here? Yeah, absolutely. Anything it's, you want. It's uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. There you go. I've that heard one, of that one for sure. I tell you what, man. That was one of the big that, – that was one that really um, really resonated to me because, as I said before, I, I'm an emotional guy, you know, like – and I've, I've worked hard on trying to be able to contain and convey them better and better as I get older. But what it really did is um, – that, that book is really great because it really talks about kind of getting out of your own head, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know – dealing with anxiety, dealing with all these different things, you know, creating, you know, understanding that, you know, a lot of your problems around you, you can compound and make them worse and worse because you're just in your own head, you know? And that was a really great book to read. It was really, really good. So that I, I, I highly recommend it if you haven't read it. What's the biggest takeaway from that, like from that book? I mean, one, one nugget that you could tell me about that book to help, I don't know, get it so I don't care. So it's, and it's not necessarily, I know that. it's not I, about I not caring, but it's, it's about one of the biggest things that helped me take away was, um, really understanding who's really important in your life. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I have, uh, I have a very close, um, very small circle of friends, you know, um, I have a very tight knit family. Um, and, and, and those, those are the people, those are the people that really matter, you know? And so instead of trying to fill your head up with, you know, Oh, what does, so-and-so think about what I did or that. None of that matters. What matters is that you're trying to be the best version of you you can be every day, right? And not letting outside opinions bog you down and weigh you down. Because that can be easy for a lot of, especially in the kind of society we live in these days, the Absolutely. society of Instagram and Facebook and, oh, look at me. And, you know, here's me getting on my, my jet and all these things like, you know, it really causes, it causes us as individuals to, to really start bashing ourselves, you know, because it's like, oh, you know, we're not living that Instagram lifestyle. Well, that's not real, you know, no. for the most part, it's not real, you know? No. And so that book really helped put things in perspective for me is what's really important, what's really important and who really matters, yeah. you know? That's so great. That's great. I had a mentor at one point in time that uh, told me and, and give or take the advice uh, for what you will. But in the discussion we were having, he said, you know, if it just, if it doesn't matter five to 10 years from now, it just doesn't matter at all. Yeah. You know, and I, I go back to that a lot and I try to think about that myself, you know, yeah. like, all right. So like I, I get caught up sometimes and our, our emotions can run high. And then, but when you really stop to think about something, does it really going to affect me that five years down the road? If it is, then that's probably something you need to really consider and look at and, 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 and you know, analyze the situation some more. But if it's not going to be affecting you five years from now, yeah, it's probably something you can just kind of let brush off your shoulders. You and know? that's a great, that's a great way to look at it, man. You know, one of the other things I took away from the book and, um, you know, these last in moving to Charles, moving's always stressful. Yeah. Always. Moving. I got it, got engaged in uh Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> We're getting married October 6th. There you go. So a little bit of pressure, yeah. right? Yeah. But, um, you know, between moving, between, you know, growing the business and things of that nature. Um, these last 60 days have been the most challenging 60 days I think of my life. That's crazy. You know? And one of the things that I really reading that book helped me uh, see, and I and I would tell myself this m- multiple times per day, every day, right? It's, you can't control what happens to you in life for the most part. You, you really can't. The only thing you can truly control is how do you respond to it, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Are you going to sit back and, and mope, and are you going to blame others, or are you going to just 
take action and say, hey, listen, I'm going to approach it with a positive mental attitude and move forward. And, and that's that's hard for a lot of people to do. Hell, it's hard for me. Right, yeah. You know, but – Work at it. Yeah. And you have to, and you hit that. That's it. You have to constantly work at it because it's not just something that just happens or at least for me, it doesn't, you know? And so going through, you know, times of, you know, trials and tribulations and stuff, you know, it's, it's easy to get down on yourself. It's easy to put yourself into that negative mindset and and it's easy to, to, to view yourself as a victim, but you know, you just have to realize that, you know, if you really want things to get better, you have to respond to it the right way. And um, so, so that's, uh, that's, that's something that I've really been, really been working on a lot lately and it's 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 helped tremendously yeah. no it's great no i'm definitely interested in reading that book uh, I'm, I'm about to finish the one i'm on now what are you reading it so uh oh man it's um a book called enlightenment now oh and, okay uh, i'm not even gonna get into it because it's 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 difficult for me to even read it's kind of a philosophy relating the enlightenment period of, of the history you know to, to current affairs and and looking about how uh us the civilization have continue to improve our our states in life you know like like living like if i were to ask you would you if you could pick any time in history to be born right all things being equal you could choose when you were born in the history of the world when would you choose i think i would say Late fifties, early sixties, so I could look through the seventies. There you go, and into the eighties. And that's a very personal decision, but I think from a, most people in, in, a, in a reflection of that statement would pick today, only because we've advanced so far in human rights yeah. and in you know everything. We still got a million miles to go on all the aspects that we're talking about, but better healthcare, better food availability, like all of these things. Right? It's a very heavy book. It's a very thick book. And it's taking me forever to read, so yeah. I'm going to need something a little bit faster, <laughs> faster paced. When well, I'm the one done. I recommend is a pretty quick read. I think it's yeah. like 250 pages or something. It's not bad. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's a pretty easy read. Perfect. And the way the book's written is really good too. <laughs> so. All right, Doug. So uh, last couple minutes here, I just want to let you give a plug. Um, tell us where we can find you. What we got to do to get signed up to come in and, and, and book an appointment? Yeah, sure. So uh, so we we have two studios now in Charleston. Um, and, and so my first one is right over, uh, it's 3381 South Morgan's point road. That's our location. We refer to as stretch zone, North Mount Pleasant. Um, it's right across from park West in the same shopping center as Palmetto Armory. Okay. So we're right there. Uh, my second studio is over at 320 West Coleman Boulevard. It's right next to Tzatziki's. Uh, if you guys haven't been to Tzatziki's, eat there. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, and so the best way to get a hold of us is you can reach us uh, by phone, area code 843-388-3059 for the North Mount Pleasant studio and 843-331-3331 um, for my one on Coleman. And you can also check us out on Facebook at Stretch Zone Charleston. Um, and we're on Instagram as um, Stretch Zone Morgan's Point. And Stretch Zone Coleman. Oh, beautiful. And I'll make sure to link those in the show notes. And, awesome. Uh, yeah, we'll get it out there. Yeah, we offer the first stretch is completely complimentary. We do a whole half hour stretch where you come in. We'll sit with you, discuss basically what are your goals? What are you looking to get out of this? Um, we'll get you on the table. Um, basically assess your natural range of motion, stretch you out for a full half hour. And one of the best things about coming in for the stretch is you know at the end of the stretch if it's for you or not you'll feel the results absolutely instantly, you know, and if you want to continue and move on, we can definitely help you out. Awesome. Doug, it's been a pleasure having you. Uh, I, I look forward to hearing more about the growth of the business and I uh, wish you the best. Thank you so much for having Thanks. me. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. What's up everybody. Eve here. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the healthy Charleston podcast. If you did, we would love for you to relieve us a five-star rating on iTunes. And please leave us any comments. We're always looking to improve or recommend a guest. Yes, we take recommendations. Also, if you want to learn a little bit more about us and our health and human performance clinic, or we do physical therapy and performance training, please go check out madetomovept.com. Again, that's made, the number two, movept.com. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.